All right. Uh, five, four, three, two. It is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2016. This is the LDS Live podcast. This is the unofficial podcast. Uh, in this podcast, though, you're going to learn about the podcast. You're going to learn about me, uh, Josh, and the Bouquet Slayer, also known as Jamie. Hello, folks. Hi. And uh, what a pleasure it is. We've had a little drama in getting this started, but that's okay because... This is a rehearsal, so little drama's okay for the time being. Uh, we need a little drama, I guess, to get all the kinks worked out, and we'll uh, keep trying this uh, in, uh, you know, pre-podcast. Um, okay, um, let's uh, let me introduce myself to you here. This is Kevin Williams, and I am the creator of the LDS Life Podcast. What this podcast is, is it's a podcast to talk about pretty much anything going on in the LDS culture, really. Whether it would be uh, mid-singles, people who've left the church but still have a positive attitude, um, you know, women in the priesthood, anything. Nothing is off limits here on this podcast. Now, obviously, because it is an LDS podcast, and we are LDS, uh, we're not going to say what some call... High level swear words. Uh, <laughs> watch you know, it, Jamie. Like... <laughs> I know. Watch my tongue. <laughs> um, but uh, um, anyway, um, I think we'll have a good time. Now let's uh, just uh, put things into a technical perspective. And uh, Josh and Jamie, you can weigh in on this if you'd like. Uh, Josh, do you remember the Mister Mike's? Uh, no, I don't. The Mr. Mics were something that you bought from Radio Shack um, way back in uh, uh, probably the early 80s is when I remember the Mr. Mics. They may have been out before then, but I remember them in the 80s. And in uh, the Christmas of 1984, believe it or not, my uh, my sister, my youngest sister, and my only brother had uh, Mr. Mike's for Christmas one year, and uh, they uh, they would talk to each other. One, my sister would be downstairs in the basement, my brother would be upstairs, and they would talk to each other on the microphones, and they would hear each other through the radio. So you had to have an AM radio, or you had to have your radio on an AM frequency, and then you had to push the button while you were talking, and it was kind of cool. And uh, I played with the Mr. Mike quite a bit when I got a little older. In fact, uh, in the Mr. Mike that I had, that my sisters had, and eventually I ended up inheriting them, you can actually take apart the mic and change the frequency. Now, uh, when I was uh, eight years old, my uh, vision teacher, Irene, gave me a Mr. Mike that you could broadcast on FM. Then uh, Christmas Day, my dad got me a professional mic from Radio Shack, and uh, it was one of those mics that you put on your shirt that reporters would use. And it had this box. Uh, it was a wireless mic, but it had this box that would hook up to your microphone. And this box you would turn on, and, the, and it had an antenna that you had to pull up. And the antenna would pick up your signal. Now, this microphone actually broadcasted on a baby monitor frequency. And the reason I know that is because the... Uh, Baby monitor, I could when I whenever I turned off the box. Remember, it had an antenna, so it was still picking up signals. Uh, 
but the baby monitor frequency would come in. A baby monitor. And I got to know a little bit of dirt on this particular family. It was kind of funny. Um, but let's fast forward to uh, 2016. Now you don't need a Mr. Mike to do what we're doing. And if you, even if you had a Mr. Mike or this microphone that my dad gave me for Christmas, uh, if you had a Mr. Mike, you could only broadcast a couple houses away. And I know this because uh, experimenting when I was a kid. And uh, the microphone that my dad gave me that reporters used, you, you had to have a special radio to pick it up. And even then, you could only broadcast about 100 yards. Now uh, we could do what we're doing now with the podcast, reach uh, millions of people worldwide. Um, do you have anything uh, you want to add, uh, Josh or Jamie, the bouquet slayer? <laughs> nope. No, I think that's really cool, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... Uh, you know, it used to be if we really wanted to reach millions of people and I wasn't on the air, you would have to record tapes and do a mass mailing. They called it direct mail. Or they would do, I'd have to do direct mail through articles or something. And now we, I can uh, podcast right here in a basement, uh, in a concrete hole is what I call it. Um <laughs> So uh, this podcast, uh, like I said earlier, is going to be about uh, pretty much anything in the LDS community, really. Uh, single life, married life, uh, mid-singles, whatever. And uh, more panelists are to come. Right now we've got uh, Josh and Jamie, the Bouquet Slayer. Uh, Jamie, explain uh, why you go by the nickname Bouquet Slayer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so I... Being in the LDS community, I have a lot of friends who have gotten married over the years, so um, I go in and try to catch my prize, the, the bridal bouquet, at the end of the night for all the single ladies, and so I have caught many of them. So currently, I have 49 wedding bouquets that I've caught. And I'm in the process of being in the Guinness Book of World Records for catching the most bridal bouquets. So that is why I'm called the Bouquet Slayer. All right. And uh, how long do you think it'll take before you get to the Guinness Book of Records? I am just about there. So um, the record is 11, and I have 49. Wow. So back 11 years ago... Um, I wanted to see if there was a record. It was kind of joke in the family and like some friends. I'm like, I'm going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for catching all these bouquets. And so I had to check up on it. And 11 years ago, I found out it was 11 and I had 23 at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally, I totally have this. And so I've been working on all the documentation that they need. And there's a lot of red tape that's involved. So last February... Um, I finally submitted all of my documentation and um, had to wait for them to look at it. And then they had said, oh, we love everything, but we've changed our policies. We need to have every bride and a second witness of that wedding sign oh, wow. our specific Guinness Book of World Record documents. And so, so since last May, I've been gathering documents, and that's 98 documents that I have personally had to have been handwritten, signed by every single bride and a second witness. Oh, my gosh. So I'm proud to say I have three more brides to go, and I am done. So <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been this 11-year 
process and and project that is going to be awesome when it's finally done. So, so I, I'm excited. <laughs> well, you said that uh, you had to have two witnesses sign it, correct? I have to have the witness statement, which is the bride, yeah. and then a second witness, which they call the steward statement, and they have to fill out the Guinness Book of World Records official documentation. And then, and then I have. You- I, I have pictures of every single uh, every single bouquet. I have all of them dried and labeled. I have pictures <laughs> of me at the wedding, video footage, like you name it. I have had to have it all to submit this insane record. <laughs> do, what do they do? Do they all submit it online, or do you submit all the copies? Or how does that all work? Yeah, so I have all of them. They Some of them, they've done it like electronically or send it by email, things like that. So I've printed off every one of them, so I do have a hard copy. But then I have a drop file that I go in, and or a drop box, and I kind of have everything organized so that that the guy that's over my record can see all the documents, all the pictures, all of the invitations, the bouquets, the video footage. So they're all kind of in their categories. So okay. it, it has been an insane, insane ride, that's for sure. Well, but said, I'm determined. <laughs> well, you said he had to have two people, uh, obviously the bride and a second witness. So uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall my... <laughs> words be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses so all jamie's bouquets be established <laughs> i love it i love it kevin <laughs> so jamie how many did you catch before you decided that they don't work you know because <laughs> I've, I've got three garters and uh yeah obviously we're we're still both here so yep. i realized after about two or three that that was that was a crock you know, it was never my intention when I caught them. They were more like souvenirs or uh, little trophies that I would hopefully get at every single wedding. So, yeah. I quit I, after the three. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, we're both in the same boat. You know, I'm loving life. You know, yeah. being single is, is great, too. <laughs> we're actually going to have a uh, panel discussing mid-singles on uh Friday, and maybe we'll get into it a little bit tonight. I don't know. This is kind of a free-flowing podcast, since it is a pre-podcast. Uh, we may get into it. Uh, Jamie, what do you like to do besides uh, slay bouquets? <laughs> um, so I love, I'm a musical theater person, so obviously I love going to see musicals. I love the outdoors, so I love hiking. I love anything that's that's outdoors. I love learning new things. I'm really into acro yoga and kind of Cirque du Soleil type of activities. I've done flying trapeze and fabric where you, the, the fabric's hanging from like a, the ceiling and you're kind of, you know, twisting in it and kind of falling from the fabric down to the floor. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I like a lot. I like a variety. I love gardening. Um, yeah. Oh, good. And uh, are you were you born and raised in Salt Lake? I was. Yep, yep, Salt Lake. I have a twin sister. I'm older by seven <laughs> minutes. Well, older and wiser. Did you promise <laughs> your... Uh, oh, never mind. Did you have a brother that promised that your sister would come down to this earth life? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I, would not, I would not have wanted to be alone, that's for sure. And the crazy thing about it is... 
is my mom and dad didn't know that my mom was having twins till the doctor said, I think there's another one in there. So, cause we were both born prematurely two and a half months early and both weighed two pounds when we were born. So was your brother named Jimmy? (laughs) Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. Wow. Yeah, we're actually going to, uh, I just got notification on uh, Facebook, the uh, new Saturday's Warrior movie is coming out April 1st. No, it is not an April Fool's joke. (laughs) Uh, We'll probably talk about that in an upcoming podcast, uh, because I'm definitely going to see it now. I'm not a huge major fan of the movie, but there are parts of the movie I like, and maybe we'll get into that later. Now, uh, Jamie, what high school did you go to? I went to Alta High School in Sandy. And what year did you graduate? I graduated in 96. Okay, I graduated in uh, 99. Nice. So, now, I got held back in second grade, so you're two years older than me. <laughs> uh, I'm 35 going on to 36, just so okay. you know. My birthday's on the 11th of April, by the way. Okay. And, uh, Josh, let's talk about you. Uh, what do you like to do? Uh, I also like theater and the outdoors. I, I enjoy participating in theater. Uh, I just was in the Savior of the World pageant that the uh, church does in Salt Lake. Yeah, how did uh, this, that go? This past Christmas. Oh, it was a fantastic experience. It's uh, There's a lot of really talented people in it, um, and the spirit is, of that show is just amazing. Uh, you know, being being able to, to portray apostles and people who knew the Savior stuff is, is uh it was really amazing and, and just a great opportunity to be able to get to to do that. Um, so that's that was that was a great experience. Um, um, plan on doing more theater in the future. I'm, I don't have any shows currently that I'm auditioning for, but that's something I'm on the lookout for. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Very good. Um, I also I enjoy sports. Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin, so the University of Wisconsin is my uh, Big team for college football and basketball. Guess who played for the Green Bay Packers? Ty Detmer. Yes. Is that who you were going to say? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was big news when Ty Detmer was drafted by the Packers. By the way, uh, let's talk about Ty Detmer for a minute. Uh, Was he a good football player for the Green Bay Packers? Because you didn't hear anything about him when he was drafted. No, he he didn't really... He didn't really play much of anything more than a backup for the Packers. He started for some other teams later on. But uh, he kind of he was kind of a solid backup for most of his career. Um, and being that Green Bay was the first place he played, I don't really think he got off the bench a whole lot. I wonder why, because uh, Steve Young, we obviously heard a lot about him. Uh, now, yeah. you probably know this, Josh, but for the rest of the audience, Ty Detmer is going to be, what, the defensive coach this year? Offensive coordinator. Okay, yeah, offensive coordinator. Uh, are you excited about that? Uh, well, I'm not a BYU fan, so oh, okay. I don't know if I would say I'm excited about it, but I do like Ty Detmer. He was always a classy guy. Uh, I I liked him when he was a player at BYU and in the pros. So I have an interesting uh, note. Oh, go ahead. I I think uh, is, this is his, he's making the jump from a high school football coach, uh, where he's he's had a great deal of success as a high school coach, but uh, making the jump straight into offensive coordinator in college. So that. That could be a little bit of a difficult jump for him. I don't know. We'll we'll see over the next few years, I guess. Yeah, um, we'll see. Um, now, I have some interesting uh, things about Ty Detmer. Uh, number one, my sister, my oldest sister, and my oldest sibling, 
went to college with Ty Dentmer. In fact, uh, oh. I don't think they went on a date with each other, but somehow my sister got connected with Ty Dentmer, and they talked on the phone, uh, I believe it was in 87. Huh. Uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I remember in 1990 when he won the Heisman. It was the uh, it was two weeks after the uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I was getting ready to get. I was getting ready to go out and play with a friend of mine. I was staying over at someone's house over the weekend. My friend happened to have lived nearby, and uh, everybody was cheering in the TV room. I honestly thought Rocky Ishmael would get it. I don't know if you were, were you surprised that Ty Depper got it, Josh, or were you excited? You know, I don't think I knew anybody else who was, who was, uh, running for it that year. I didn't, I didn't watch, we didn't have cable when I was growing up, and being that we weren't in Utah, we didn't get a whole lot of BYU football games. Rocky Ishmael was, uh, one of the candidates, he was the other candidate, he played for Notre Dame back then. Uh. And, uh, yeah, it was a big deal, and to make, it was a sad day, too. I guess it was a happy day, but kind of bittersweet because uh, early, early, early Sunday morning, um, I guess it was uh, still Saturday Hawaii's time. Uh, BYU lost to the uh, Hawaii, uh, the Honolulu uh, Hawaii Rainbow Warriors in Honolulu yeah. that night. And I yeah. don't remember what the score was. All I remember is. Uh, I was trying to listen to the game, even though it was at uh, 10 o'clock at night, our time. Uh, and the person I was staying with, uh, well, anyway, the mother came in and said, Kevin, lay down. So I had to turn off the radio and go to sleep. But I remember hearing about it the next day. It was a sad day. And to make matters worse, by the way, BYU went from ranking number four to what, 13? I can't remember. They went way down. Yeah, I know they that, was, were that was their only loss of the season to that point, wasn't it? Nope, they lost to Oregon earlier that oh, year. Okay. That was another sad loss because the field was extremely wet, uh, and the coach for Oregon had nothing good to say about Ty Detmer, I remember. <laughs> so a little uh, BYU history there. Um, so, uh, Josh, uh, what is your opinion about uh, what I said at the first of the broadcast with the Mr. Mikes and how technology has come along and things like that? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's kind of funny to see younger kids now. Um, I, I have some sisters who are quite a bit older than me, and some of my older nieces and nephews have, have started having their own children. And uh, one of those little ones, uh, when when they called my parents, uh, he went immediately to the computer to try to talk to him, even though my parents don't use Skype, uh, because that was how they skyped with his his grandparents. Oh, so he he was he didn't know that you know you could use the phone to communicate. He would just went immediately to the computer because that was what he was used to. That's oh crazy. That's he was really funny. confused about why he wasn't seeing my parents on the screen. <laughs> so. Wow! But it, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing how how quickly we can communicate. You know, I I have I bought a Bluetooth stereo last year for my car so that I could make hands free calls while I'm driving because that's often my my downtime. Oh yeah, and uh, and just to think about how I can you know call and talk to my parents while I'm driving home from church or something like that is it's kind of crazy. You know, ten even ten years ago. I wouldn't have imagined that I would be able to do that. 
yeah, Jamie, what's your opinion about uh, everything I talked about from the Mr. Mike to uh, the podcast and everything yeah. else? You know, I think just kind of like what Josh was saying, how amazing technology is that, I mean, I mean, you think about all, there's so many people who like work out of their house now. They work on the beach in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> That's I would love to be. You know, it's yeah. it's just crazy how technology has evolved. But I also think that um, technology also comes with some down, some some negative effects. As far as a, a big thing would just be communication, like people being able to have like one on one conversations with people face to face. I think it's so important, and I think that um, you know, texting someone, instant messaging someone, you know, it's there's nothing better than, okay, so for instance, you know, a, a guy asks a girl out over the phone. I mean, back in the day, that was like a big, you know, oh my gosh, like that's just so, you know, commonplace. But nowadays, it's just not like that at all. It's like texting, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I, as a girl, I would have to say for all those guys out there. <laughs> Jamie, uh, you bring up a very good point. And since this is an LDS podcast, let's talk about this. Because <laughs> this is an interesting point you bring up. And it's valid. Yeah. And Josh, uh, obviously you can weigh in on this here eventually. Back in 2009... I was in a young single adult ward, although I never went to this fireside, but I heard a lot about it. The state president we had at the time uh, said, do not text a girl and ask her on a date. This is for uh, <laughs> this fireside was for priesthood members. And he said, do not text a girl, ask her on a date, call her. Now, a mm -hmm. couple things I want to say about that. First of all, I'm not sure. I, obviously, I don't want to speak bad about the state president because, number one, he is a good friend of mine, even though I haven't talked to him in a few year, uh, about a year, but I really need to get in contact with him again. But, number two, is that relevant? How do you tell that to millennials? When texting right. is what they, how do you, is it that is. advice sound to them still, do you think? What do you think, Jamie? I have a big opinion about that because I think that the millennials have problems with communication and conversation, um, just everyday conversation. Or when you're, like, let's say they like a, anything, any type of communication face-to-face, -face, I think that texting can be a cop-out. Like, you don't really have to express your feelings if you're scared, if you're, you know, that you want to say no to the guy or, you know, it's like whatever. Or the guy's asking the girl out. It's very easy for the girl to say, oh, not interested or thanks anyway. Or it, it, it's just a cop out and we're not learning how to really converse with the opposite sex or just converse period i think that it's it's becoming a lost art really so i think it's so important to practice now i do believe in i think those are good things i think that you know texting can be a good thing facebook that's all all good and well but i think we need to have a balance you know i see Amen. too many people i see too many people at restaurants you know they're on dates and what are what are they doing the the couple they're all staring at their phones and they're not even having a conversation. And I'm like, oh my God. 
like, what is this world coming to? And so I think that we need to have moderation in all things. We, you know, use it for our benefit. You know, it is a good thing, but we need to make sure that we're practicing our communication skills. <laughs> so, uh, Jamie, how do you, you obviously agree with the stake president, and I do too, but how do you convey this to millennials when texting might be all they know? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it used it, to be uh-huh. texting. Let's just talk about the history. Texting has been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You could go clear back to the '60s when we did uh, people did texting on packet radio, and mm. then whether you, you thought of it this way or not, back in the day, uh, nineteen nine late '90s, and I was a part of this too in 1999. Uh, 9899 we had AOL instant messenger MSN uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah. was texting we didn't call it that yeah. but that's what we were doing but back to this though so uh, Jamie how do you tell a millennial and let have them accept it you don't text a girl on a date do you th- you obviously I'm under the impression you think that uh this advice applies to a millennial, but how do you convey that to a millennial? Yeah. You know, I think even getting um, both, you know, you know, males and females, both, you know, both of them together in a room and even expressing and say, hey, how does it make you feel when a guy comes and actually says, hey, how are you doing? And you get to know them that way, you know, and hey, would you like to go to you know, hiking with me or whatever, I'd love to take you, you know, if, if the guys could hear on the girl's end, like how awesome that is and how that make it, they're, they're going the extra mile and they're actually, the girl feels like, oh my gosh, they really care where texting can get so misconstrued, you know, misunderstood. Um, so I don't know if that, you know, we need to have classes over or just discussions um, because too many people are, are having so un- it's unnecessary drama from texting and Facebooking that because it's getting everything's getting misunderstood. And if we just talk to each other like face to face or on the phone, I think we would, you know, save a lot of those drama dramas that happen. So I know I think it's going to be hard to break that. But at the same time, I think that once. Once they do it little by little, it's they're going to have a lot more meaningful relationships in the, the long haul. I'm going to play devil's advocate, though, <laughs> because someone is going to listen to this podcast and say, yeah, that's why we have emo, what is it, emo motocons? Emojis. What? Yeah. yeah emojis. Emojis. So yeah. if you say something like... Uh, why didn't you do this to me last night? And they put a frown on there. Uh-huh. Or why didn't you kiss me last night? And jokingly, they put LOL, laugh out loudly. <laughs> and what if that's the... And you said what you just said. I think your point is well taken. Yeah. Somebody is going to argue about the emojis or the LOL or things like that. So what would you say if they were to use that against your argument? <laughs> You know what? Freedom of speech. For it's all all. However, they want to communicate, they can communicate. I think that's up to the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know in my life, I want to have meaningful relationships, and I you yeah. just 
you just can't have that with its LOL, frowny face, smiley face, you know, star, heart, waves, whatever it is. Um, I think that it, it can be a good, if you're just saying I'll be home in a second or thanks for the awesome night, it was great, whatever. I think that's fine. But so, but when you're having an actual conversation, I think that's when you want to have it face to face or on the phone. I agree, uh, Jamie and Josh, uh, what is your opinion about what the state president, and I actually agree with you, Jamie, I think it might be a good idea for a mutual activity just to get guys and girls in a room and say cell phones are off limits you're not going to die put your cell phone <laughs> in a bin you'll yes, get see. it later mm-hmm. and just have them talk and then maybe an hour or so later have them come back and do a debriefing how was it to talk how was it to <laughs> say hi how are you maybe pair uh, the guy and the girl up um what do you? What are your thoughts on this, Josh, about the stake president, what he said, and what Jamie and I have been talking about, and Jamie's suggestion, and all that? I'm kind of on the same page. I mean, I always try to call a girl if I'm asking her out. I would prefer to ask somebody on a date in person, at least for a first date. Yeah. Just because I rely on the visual cues of, you know, does she look like she's interested? Does she look like she's bored? Does she look <laughs> excited when I asked her? You know, is, is she... Is she texting while I'm asking her? You know, whatever, whatever the case is. Um, but, but yeah, at least a, at least a phone call, just to try and. I mean, no, part of it's logistical too, because you know, trying to send texts back and forth and say, does Friday work for you and what time? And I was thinking about doing this and whatever can get a little. Uh, I don't know. At least for me, where I didn't grow up that way, that can be a little too much to try to convey with, uh, uh, you know, texting using my thumbs, I'd rather just have the conversation. But I, there's also the side of it that I, you know, I want her to, to understand that it wasn't just, you know, it's something I've thought about. It's not just last minute while I'm bored. So I'm going to text you and see what's going on. So I think that's the, the main thing is, is there are a lot of the younger generations that probably uh, girls are okay with being asked out by text, but they, I mean, I don't think any woman wants to, uh, you know, any woman appreciates knowing that there was some thought put into the asking out rather than just, you know, I, I'm I'm bored. You want to hang out? Can you I know. just say something? Yeah, sure. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin, really fast. I have to go. I have I have something in like five minutes. So I unfortunately have to leave. Uh Oh, who called who? So I just had an appointment at 815. Okay. So, um, apologize. Well, wait. So, Josh, you called me, correct? I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if you and I can still I talk. Um, I actually called. Let's just, uh, and the, since this is not an official podcast, and okay. we got started a little late anyway, I guess we can probably just end it right here and... Uh, We'll pick up. We'll pick this up on Friday. The same conversation okay. as part of the mid singles talk. How's that? Yeah, sounds that good. sounds that sounds great. I wasn't sure what time we were doing Friday. So oh, yes. I, I, uh, I do have something in the evening. So what time were you thinking? I was thinking uh, seven. Do you need that changed? Yeah. 
Uh, what about you, Josh? We can, I guess we can talk about this. This is kind of an unprofessional podcast in the beginning anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm flexible. Okay. Uh, Jamie, what time do you want to do it? Um, well, I was, I had something at 6.30, so that I, that I had to go to. I wonder if Friday afternoon would work. Would that work for you, Josh? Uh, depends on how early. I, I can probably leave work early, but I do have a, I do have like a 30 to 45 minute commute to get home. Ah. Yeah, I will. I will be working Friday all day till like five. Okay. So. Um. I guess what time's your appointment, Jamie? Six thirty. Yeah, I do need to shower though, so I. You know what to- we can do? Um, if you want to, we can uh, postpone the podcast till Saturday if that works. Yeah, let's let's sure. pick a time on that. Yeah, yeah, I just let's, uh, let's talk about it off of the podcast. Maybe I'll do a three-way again or something. Okay. Uh, okay. Like okay. I said, folks, this is somewhat of an unprofessional podcast right now. <laughs> We're getting all the kinks worked out, but uh, we'll get this figured out. Uh, Josh and uh, Jamie the Slayer, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. See you yeah, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.